Comics with Personality. Hello everyone, welcome to the Coco Comics Podcast, where we talk about the comic book industry and updates on our comics projects. My name is Kayo. Uh, I'm James. I'm Theo. And I'm Tom. And we are... Coco Comics. Comics. Co Comics. How many Comics? Okay, gotcha. Right. Keep that mind. So, what are we talking about today, fellas? Today, it's coronavirus and its impact on the comic book industry. Yay! The what virus? Wait. Wait. Is it a virus? I haven't heard anything about this. I don't want to alarm you, Tom, but there may be a virus or viruses in the house. <laughs> it could be any one of us. It's not a laughing matter, though, really. It's kind of tragic. No. But, you know, yeah. it is, we're, yeah, terrible, it's tragic. we're terrible people, though. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're in a, a privileged enough state where we can laugh at it, so I might as well. It's, it's always sunny in Coco Comics. <laughs> uh, it has yeah. indeed. Uh, messed with stuff though, hasn't it? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's messed with everything. But the way it's 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 messed with the the comics industry may actually be for the better in the long run, which is interesting because I don't oh, think really? I don't think many other um, industries could really say that. Like, you know, the film industry is really struggling, mostly like with cinemas yeah. and stuff like that, because you can't really film anything any like right now because you mm. gotta have like a full cast and crew. And like, you know, yeah, they're just... also spending. I think they're spending like millions at the moment on like PPE, so they can get films back and running again. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So it's like, but yeah, with comics though, it's kind of like, I think I've seen there's a lot of people sort of talking about how like, a lot of like people who you know work in the industry are just saying like, my daily life hasn't changed that much really because I just you know we all just work from home anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So I think that's kind of like, yeah we, we we should I mean I think that like it the, the, that the comics industry should be capitalizing on this in the moment and um some key industry key key players in the industry are capitalizing on this and i feel like others um aren't and i think that we might see a bit of a shift uh kind of following this you know absolutely but, uh, that's what we'll be talking about today um you know bits and pieces uh mm-hmm. yeah um, and are there any specific examples that you've seen like well, it's like the, the biggest one was back in April, Diamond Distributors uh, closed down production. It's important to mention what the status quo kind of was before with with Diamond mm. as well. So yeah, okay, so, yeah, that's a good point, yeah, because like, I don't think anyone knows who... I, I'm assuming that not everyone knows who Diamond is. Diamond Distributors is the only comics distribution uh, company for uh, pretty much all the Western comics, like, so, like, all... Well, except for France. Uh, you know, the all the comics that are produced in America basically are distributed by Diamond, and they're also distributed in the UK as well. Uh, so, if you're buying a comic, it's been shipped by this one company, uh, which is you know, it's just very different from how pretty much every other, every industry have different distribution methods in case something happens. Uh, you know, and for example, uh, Diamond distributors were not able to distribute you know Western comics. Uh, due, to, due to coronavirus, um, and this has led to a lot of uh, stores and stuff having to close down uh, because they just haven't had any new product in, uh, as well as like a lot of companies losing out on money because they've had to, um, you know, stop producing comics, which is like you know they're obviously their bread and butter and stuff like that. Uh, 
so I think it's kind of like you know and that's kind of like obviously led to a pretty uh, you know and, and I think it's only just in the past few weeks comics have come back um, and they've come back pretty big uh, but it'll be interesting to, interesting to see um, I think for the most part how many readers people that would always every Wednesday go into a comic shop and buy their comics how many of those have now switched to um, like comicsology and, and on, online comics buying Mm. Uh, we don't really know just yet yeah we don't really know just yet because obviously it's so so soon Thomas and Ronnie just come back um, so like I think there might be like an, like an upsurge just like right this second in terms of like people being like oh yes I can go back to a comic shop now I can buy comics again uh, but we might see a lot of people kind of yeah decide that like oh no online comics is the way I want to go that kind of thing mm. uh, but but yeah so I think that's kind of the that's the that's the big one is, is Diamond uh, folding, um, and uh, uh, and uh, what happened with Diamond? Well, they didn't fold. They just stopped production. They stopped. Um, yeah, they comics. just paused, didn't they? Like, mm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they were for... just like, we can't take it to stores because nobody's going to buy them. So there's no point in taking them there. Essentially. Yeah, and also yeah. like back in April, all of the stores were closed anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know that they a lot of publishers said that stores could have uh, they could return a lot of the comics if they didn't sell any of them during that period as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good that was a pretty good deal I think for stores and stuff like that because obviously they had a lot of product that they couldn't shift. Um, yeah. yeah, people are really good to comic stores. Like, <laughs> like compared to other industries, like you wouldn't see like a cinema like oh return the movie film or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I, well, I, I think it's interesting though because I feel like, uh, like I have come quite kind of strong opinions on stores and their place in the comics industry, and I feel like oh. could be a little bit controversial. Oh, well, well. Like, so like for me personally, I want to say like straight up, people that run comic stores like they're you know, they're 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 working class people. They're they're working to make a living, and they're kind of at the mercy of a really big industry that's kind of always shifting. And um, mm. so I, I kind of I feel I feel bad for uh, comic store owners like people that are kind of like you know just because there's, there's a lot of kind of comic stores that are working on really really like thin margins you know like um, I know Tom King and the writer of Batman was talking about this and I was he was he was talking about how uh, their big priority when when they came on the book was to make sure that Batman comes out uh, twice a month and has really good art in it because he was saying that like if it doesn't come out twice a month and it doesn't have good art in it, it you know some stores have such thin margins where like if batman doesn't come out you know when it says it will they might they could just go under you know what i mean so a lot of those people i do feel quite like i do kind of like my heart just kind of go out for the people that are working in those kind of like in, in that quite tough job you know where like they're yeah they're really at the behest of this bigger industry mm. um because they're mostly independent aren't they like, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's a couple of like chain ones, like we have in the, in the UK, like Forbidden Planet and Traveling Man. And Gosh Comics. Um, and Gosh Comics. Well, no, are they are they a chain? Yeah, yes. Are I they? swear they are. Yeah. I've seen like several Gosh Comics around. Like, hmm, I thought it was only in London. Is it but... only in London? Oh, I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, an but, interesting um... thing to point out with the, like a lot of the chain comic stores is that they, um, that even though they they are a comic store, especially Forbidden Planet. Um, they have lots of like geek merchandise and stuff because they are oh, pretty yeah. much aware that like it's very difficult to subsist just off of comics. Mm. So they like uh, they kind of buff out their their stock and their, what's available in the store by like 
you know, merchandise and clothing and all sorts of stuff and pop vinyls. <laughs> I really don't I like I get having like a geek store. I really don't like like comics not being like able to subsist off of. I kind of feel like either we should have maybe not a comic book store or it should be something else or just mm -hmm. go like go further because it feels like it sucks that they're running off of these margins but doesn't that kind of show that it's not really working out to the best that it could well, well that was the thing it was a, it was a very unstable industry before COVID, yeah. and now covid's you know it was it was a boat that was kind of you know one push and it was going to tip over and well this has definitely tipped it yeah yeah I just don't think. Uh, well, that's the thing is like I see comics as like the same as books. I don't really agree with like this bi-monthly format. Yeah. I just don't mm -hmm. see it as like a very good sort of like format to work with, really. But mm -hmm. I know that's like just a hangover from like what the industry was like before. Yeah. Well, I, I, I yeah, back on the thing about stores and stuff like that, like specific kind of comic stores that, like, again, yeah, as you said, like they don't. They they need to kind of like have this extra merchandise, and that's kind of what makes like, uh, like as you mentioned, like a gosh comic so exciting to kind of go to is because they're, um, like gosh comics. They you go into the store and it's just comics, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like a really like, and sometimes the comics are a bit more expensive, but I don't, I almost like, don't mind it because I don't have to like, you know, go past you know aisles and aisles of Funko Pops to get to the comics, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't mind paying I mean, like an extra fifty p for. for a I comic love the layout of Forbidden Planet in. Um, Newcastle because all the comics were like underground and mm. all of the merch was upstairs so it was kind of like fun because you could like go un into the basement of it and sift through all like the comic books and stuff mm. but I mainly go to a comic book shop not even to get like the floppies because I don't really pick up floppies I pick up like trade paperbacks and I just go into like the bargain bin half the time and just like flick through like and try and find some like gems and stuff like really crazy like comics or like little graphic novels that are like really discounted that you can mm, sort of like yeah. find there. I mean, like, uh, I, just saw, I just saw this the other day. Last year, the comic industry uh, earned like 1.29 1, 1, billion dollars, uh, yeah, basically. And apparently that's the most it's made since like the comics crash in the, the late 90s. Wow, uh, really? So yeah, comics hmm. are doing the thing. Comics are like they've 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 seen exponential there's been not exponential growth but they've seen growth every year since about 2011. Is that paper um, or is that comics across the board? This is comics across the board. Oh, but right. the thing is, is that a lot of places because the thing is we only get the information about comic sales from Diamond and because mm. Diamond they they're kind of like in charge of all that stuff basically we don't actually know the true figures right because mm. we're only hearing it from this one source um and then also uh a lot of places a lot of places like online you see kind of like people can like talking about like oh this comic is selling so badly why is like marvel still publishing it uh you know particularly when it has like a you know like a like a female character mm. in the lead or something like we're that getting Get we're getting political. I know. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> it's all political. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but like, it's like it's like when like you know you see these kind of like people online getting like mad about like you know women and people of color being like the stars of comic books and stuff like that. They're suddenly oh look at these comics aren't selling. And the thing is, those comics sell normally a lot better in in bookstores, and that's where the majority of the the, the exponential growth growth has come come from. It's come from uh, like trade paperback sales in bookstores. And I think that, like, at the moment, more and more people are reading trade paperback, 
uh, or they're reading digitally. And because so many stores rely on, um, unfortunately, on the floppies selling, which aren't really, they're not, you know, that thing is like a lot of people complain about the floppies, right? You I, know, I mean, I think everyone yeah. can agree that they're, they're kind of antiquated. Mm. Like the, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. even as a as a kid, like going in and picking up like Spider Man and uh, reading it and just kind of feeling like, was that it? Because it's like, yeah. even now, like I, I know how much work goes into these like twenty four pages or, or less sometimes, mm -hmm. and e even now I'm just kind of like, I'd rather just waited, <laughs> rather just yeah. wait yeah. and add like more than like feel like it's like nothing happened this issue. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's what I do. I wait and yeah. I go to the, like, WH Smith and pick it up there. That's mm. why yeah. I get it. No, it's definitely the best way to do it. Because mm. yeah. manga is like that. Like, but they, the way they release it is like they have their giant magazine that has all the floppies in it. Yeah. And then they sell the, like, the compilation edition after, like, yeah. a certain amount of issues has been reached. It's definitely so. not a bad idea. <laughs> I feel yeah. like Marvel should just release the Marvel package and have all of their top comics in that, and then just like sell that every week. I feel yeah, like I feel like better. I feel like yeah. what we really need is like something kind of like a Netflix for comics, where like you pay like a certain amount per month, and then you just get like everything from a specific um, from a specific uh, kind of publisher. You know, like say you pay like I don't know fifty pound a month, and you get every single DC comic that's coming out. You know. Uh, and you can get. I, feel, just... I don't feel like a lot of people would be into that though. I feel like well... maybe I'm more like a pick and choose. Like if it's on a website where you you pay your monthly subscription, they just give you a big old list of like here's our comics. Pick and choose what you want like each month, and you can go on. And so you like maybe you get like uh, I don't know maybe you pay um, five pound a month, and they say like right you get like ten comics to choose from, and you like pick and choose ten, and then maybe you'll read one for a couple of months and go. Hmm, not too keen on this and you can say oh, I'll swap this one out for another one and then you get like another one the next month I feel like kind cool. of a pick and choose system would probably be a good one because then it's not just giving you everything that is available yeah 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 that could be interesting to see I think yeah like a like a almost like a made to order but you're subscribed mm. yeah or like like a you know like hello fresh you choose the ingredients mm. that you want to have you choose what kind of meals you want to have and then they can like cater to you that kind of thing could be interesting yeah and then so like over time based on your interest they can start recommending you like well you liked a lot of spider-man so maybe you'll like this <laughs> yeah yeah if it was like yeah. and that's the thing that's the crazy thing about like that like i've started reading some more comics on like a lot more comics on like college comicsology recently um and i've been sort of like thinking like like these comics it's crazy that i'm paying like the same exact price for this comic that i'm getting digitally yeah. Uh, that I would have to do in stores. Mm. So that seems that's the biggest turn off for it, for the website. Yeah. Really. yeah, and it's like it's cool to have it, and it's but, but, you know, but it, well, it's, it's it's cool to have it though. It's cool to have something physical mm. that I can hold in my hands. You know. What yeah. I mean? Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's something that like I, I feel like I feel that these are just a lot of things that like are things that to consider, and I feel like the industry is quite averse to change. They're kind of like it's very kind of like that's because that's the thing is that like uh, that I, I think. I don't know if you mentioned this before, but DC split from Diamond. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the yeah, that's one of Corona. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if I if I remember correctly, I might be wrong. So correct me if I am. But didn't DC at the beginning they were like, uh, we want to start because um, our artists can still work even though we can't publish physical copies of the comics. Uh, can we start publishing our stuff digitally? Uh, and Diamond Distributed said no. Like that's going to cut our profits if you start. Uh, selling digital editions you just have yeah. to sit there and wait 
and will only um, sell the physical editions once it's back on. Which am, am I right? I, was it, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It was it was something called like Comics Hub where they yeah. wanted to set up a thing where it was like, yeah, you, you yeah you buy digitally and then you can pick up your comics. Yeah, once once they're coming out. Yeah, again. that was it. Mm. And Diamond were like, that would have not. cut Diamond out of the, the profits, and exactly. therefore Diamond yeah. were just like, nope, not having it. Yeah, and I thought that was something like a great idea. Like that's yeah. something that could be really yeah. Helpful. Like that was the like, thing. Everyone that was into comics, like they heard that from DC and were like, that sounds that sounds great. Yeah, let's do it. Mm. And then mm. Diamond Distributors, like, no, nah, it cuts yeah. out. It's not profit, so it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. And, and so uh, obviously uh, that's led on to. Yeah, so they've split from Diamond, and now they're going with a bunch of like different distributors for different areas and stuff like that. I know that one of them is Penguin Books, which I think is a great idea because, yeah. as you said, Kaya, like comics should be more like books in the way that they're kind of like, you know, like there are specific stores for books, but like you know, at the moment, like you know, in, you can go to a, you know most bookstores do have a comic section. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Like it's just it feels like an expansion upon that principle because they've clearly shown that they're popular enough to be in bookstores anyway. Mm-hmm. Just mm. like expand that section in bookstores essentially, and they'll be fine. But I do feel, I do feel kind of bad because I'm just like I love my comic book store, but at this rate, comic book stores are turning into nerd, like uh, nerd uh, like clothing and like uh, like merchandise stores. So I'm just like mm. it sounds like the next evolution is just they'll become nerd stores and yeah. then comics will just be sold in bookstores in and of itself yeah yeah i think i think that they should kind of like well i don't think that kind of the comics because the, the comic store is still the the bread and butter of the market yeah but i think that like b- because we're seeing increased sales from bookstores that means that that should be something they can like they pour more effort into yeah i think that's why it's good that dc are kind of like partnering with penguin uh, as part of their like their expanded distribution distribution markets and then also what they're doing with Walmart, they've really. I think this is the thing is with DC, like they they're like they're always the more uh, business uh, like they're they're almost they're almost more risky than Marvel and other companies uh, when it comes to business. Uh, they always try like new things that Marvel don't do, um, and I, I think this is a great. I think that I think that fact that like you know the the going um you know cutting down from diamond is like it's risky uh and like there are some drawbacks to it but i think that for the most part this will be really important in the long term and then also having the comics having um what was it it was it's walmart only comic comics you can only buy in walmart stores is a really good way to get comics back into the hands of people that wouldn't normally read them and yeah. they've done really well with those comics as well. And they've also put like, and it's also because they put like, they put like some they put of the really big creators, talents. like the best that like they have, right? Like um, yeah, yeah, like Bendis, Superman, Brian Batman, Bendis, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Bendis on Batman, uh, Tom King on Superman. Uh, they have like something comics as well, and they're putting out like more kind of like all ages stuff as well. I think for from uh, for Walmart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. Great idea. It's the kind of thing that I just wish would they could do in the UK. Yeah, you know, like get comics. Oh, I'd get love that. Down, that pop, sounds great. Pop down yeah. Tesco, get me, get me some some Batman. Yeah, I would actually love that though. It is a great. Idea. That'd be class. Like honestly, we. The thing is, it's like although you do have the kids section of all like the magazines and stuff. I don't know if like that's how they circumvent it because I remember Beano used to be comics, just pure comics, mm-hmm. back in like uh, I think it was like the nineties, um, because like my like my dad collected some of them and I've got them like stored away. But mm-hmm. then they became more of like a kids' magazine kind of thing. Yeah, they got a little toy in front of them, that kind of thing. I mm. don't know if that was to circumvent Diamond or because they just felt like 
they weren't really a comic anymore. But... There is, well, there is, that's the thing, it's like, uh, 2000 AD have stayed running, uh, or stayed publishing, because uh, they don't do, they don't go with Diamond. Uh, 2000 mm-hmm. AD have a different publisher, and I think there's, a, I think there is, I don't know, they have a different uh, distribution market for the UK, and I think that when the Beano was still running, uh, or a lot of kids' magazines, they had a different distributor for the UK, um, and that's something that, like, you know, again like it's just like you know if you go with this one monopoly uh and if they fold you know everything's folded you know what i mean yeah. like it's kind of you know and uh, again i kind of it's kind of like a thing where like i don't like i, I kind of feel like you know for example I, I understand that like diamond might be you know like not willing to risk their employees lives to keep distributing comics and that's completely fair enough but like you think about the co- the countries that like have had like lower coronavirus cases, they can't get comics. You know, like New Zealand, mm. for example. Like they could have at least you know I don't know I don't I I'm not, I don't think that like New Zealand was a like, huge comics market, but like they could have still just reached to them, and they just didn't. They kind of just kind of like shut down for everything, you know, and like you know I I, I you know again, and it, obviously it makes sense as well that like obviously they some a lot of stores were just were just not open. Um, but again, I think that like that's the thing is that like, and, and the, but it's also the fact that they squashed the other situations with like Comic Con and stuff like that yeah. from mm. from from getting them the, the getting the company getting the um the uh, the industry running again does show that there needs to be a change at some point you know, and I think that's yeah. kind of like hopefully what we're seeing you know is with 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 DC kind of like really leading the way, and um, another publisher I want to talk about called Allegiance Pre- or Allegiant Arts who are a little bit like us uh mm-hmm. where they're doing well, like us they're doing they're doing is it's a it's a, it's a it's a comic book company from america who are doing like four comic book series uh and they distribute as well just to walmart and i i have to see the figures on how how well these guys are doing but i still think that these this is a really interesting uh way to kind of like push uh comics into the hands of people that you know that that wouldn't necessarily read comics uh, and then also, you know, it's a way to kind of like circumvent having to kind of like, I mean, they're still going under Walmart, but like, I think that Walmart is one of those kind of like industries that's so steady, or one of those companies that's so steady, you know, like they're not really going to go under from this kind of thing, mm. um, you know, and I think that's kind of, again, it'll be interesting to see, I think. Um, I actually don't know if they have this stuff on Comatology though, that'd be interesting to check out, uh, if, they're, if they have a deal with Walmart to just go 100% for them. But uh, again, it's the kind of thing that like I think that like if you're a small like at the moment we're we're talking about like we want to kind of like figure out how uh, once we start publishing our comics um, on a monthly basis how can we can get those into places outside of comic stores because we know for a fact that like Diamond Distributor you have, you got to publish like so much to get those into stores you know mm, and obviously yeah. it'd be the same if we go for like Tesco's or whatever but like again it, it's something to consider that like I think that like if you're you know, if you're kind of like interested in this kind of stuff as like a kind of a, a reader, uh, it's the kind of thing that like you know might be interesting to kind of think about when if you if you ever want to create your own comics, it's like how do I actually where where do I want these to be sold, you know, and who do I want them to be reading them? And I think yeah, I know for most like, part is, is everybody, you know. For us, it was we love brick and mortar stores that are independent because it's so easy to just go in and be able to sell our comics because you mm. can just go in and talk to the guy because the guy behind the counter is usually either knows or is the guy who owns the store and it's really easy to just like vocally negotiate mm. your terms with them uh, about the f- comics they want to sell and, uh, uh, but with diamonds you have to like 
they have to call them up and have been already selling like over a certain yeah, amount. Yeah, they won't it's look just... at you unless you've already been selling a certain amount. But it's like, how exactly. do you even sell that amount if you don't, you know, like it's kind of yeah, like and they're the only the distributors. So, like, you, yeah. It's yeah, that but... catch 22 of, um, uh, sorry, Tom, it's that catch 22 of just the, um, what was it? Uh, no, you're not allowed a job until you've got an experience. But, you know, how are you meant to get experience? Because <laughs> nobody's don't have any money because I didn't go to school. Didn't go to school because I didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, have a, I have a little story about like getting comics in shops, though. I think, I think it's quite funny. Um, mm. When I when I got the when I did the first first run of, of Strange World, like back in you know 2017, I was like my my goal at the time was I'm gonna finish chapter one. And then I'm gonna try and get it in the uh, small press section. Uh, it is in in Newcastle, you know, traveling man in, in, in Newcastle upon Tyne. And uh, I, I remember I was like, okay, this is. I was like so nervous because I was like, I, I don't know if they're even gonna accept it. I, like, I, I literally just want to sell it for like you know ten pence, so just to just to get people reading it. Cause, like, I, I don't care like you know how much it sells for. So I went in. I was like, I was like, oh. I've, I've got something for the small press section. He was like, oh, let's have a look. And he like, I uh, got out my bag, you know, my hands like shaking, vomit on my sweater already. <laughs> but, uh, I, I gave it, I gave them and he like flicked through and he was like, huh. And I was like, can I, can I sell them? And he was like, yeah, right. How much do you want to sell them for? And I was like, well, I was thinking, he was like, how about like £1.50? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, like, uh, he was like, yeah, I'll put from here, put a sticker on them, like, all good. And I just remember thinking, like, £1.50? <laughs> Look at me. Like, £1.50 worth of comics right there. So, like, it's, like, and it, it, I, I don't. The, the end of that story is that I forgot to ever ask for that money. So like they all <laughs> sold. They all sold like over the course of like a few months. And I, I remember I just never actually asked for the money, and now I'm too afraid to do it because it's been like two, three years now. So I can't just go How and go like. Yeah, got, hmm? How many comments did you? Uh, About have I think five. So well, like okay. I, I probably have like five pounds store credit there. <laughs> like if, if I just went in and was like, um, I sold comics here like three years ago. <laughs> Can I get like this pack of Pokemon cards for free? <laughs> They'd be like, no. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but yeah, uh, probably, traveling man yeah. is such a bastard. I, I think I told you years about this. <laughs> Whoa. Like, well, okay, right. Okay, I'll, I'll say that the, I'll say that the, I think that the small press section is a great idea on paper. Yes, absolutely. It could be improved. Yeah, because the, mm. the, the situation is you got to like you um yeah you, you go in to like a store and you say like I would like to sell my comics in uh you know in, in your stores you know, and and then I guess for the Newcastle one that guy was able to just go like yeah sure we'll just pop it on the shelf right now yeah but we were kind of like saying like oh we like to sell these in, in the other traveling bands that you have across the UK and they were like yeah you got to email the small press section so we did that. And um, you know, we we can like, we send over some of the pages. They said like, oh, these look really cool. We'd love to sell these, and like, you know, we want to sell like two in each store across the UK. So we we're like, all right, cool. So then like, I waited like a few months to kind of like hear back from them about, and then I can like I, I kind of got back in touch with them, and they were like, oh, you've got to like email. You would like you got to like phone up each store and like ask how many you've sold. And I was like, okay, so I had to like do that, and then like they didn't know because like they didn't really can like the people that were working in the store didn't really have that much of an idea of like what was actually selling in the small press section. Like I think they just got like, a huge box full of small press section stuff, and then just put on stuff that looks good, and then just everything else just stays in a box in the box in the back room. So they kind of went along to like look at the comments, and they said like, oh, it's not there, so it's like you must sold out of it. 
but it's like, and then I kind of, I think I, I think I had to like call up later on for some other reason, and then they were like, oh yeah, we just found a bunch of, the, you know, a bunch of copies of them. So I was like, okay, great. So we didn't sell any of them because they've just been stuck in a box in the back room. <laughs> and I just think it's the kind of thing that like, and then I think like we ended up like making like, and it was it, the, the silly thing was that it was like you know they take a thirty percent cut, which is like fair enough, but like. I just think that like it would be better. I wouldn't mind if they took a thirty percent cut if like they were a bit more on the ball about what was selling in the small press section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what they I mean? like prioritized it or whatever. Like if you're taking that yeah. much, thirty percent's quite a lot, especially for like again if it's like let's say one pound fifty, that would be quite yeah. a lot of a cut. <laughs> like cause it's not yeah. that much anyway. Yeah, I think we were selling comments for like five pounds each. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was working in, it was an anthology I was working on with like four of the people so i think we all ended up making about six pounds each like it was you know from like from the sales of like i don't know uh probably like five or six copies um you know which is, again is not very much so i guess it's a case of just like again i i think that like you know again it's a great idea on paper it just could be improved i think and uh and it's a shame that they're the only store in the uk that do that at the moment yeah it really it really is a shame because mm. like like you said it's such a brilliant idea to get like because there is actually pretty some, some pretty cool stuff in there as well like i bought mm-hmm. some stuff mm-hmm. from the uh, small press sections because like it's really fun when uh when i went to york uh i i picked up um like uh, I think from the small press section because it's just like I've never seen this before and I'll probably never see it again if I don't like buy it now and there's something kind of interesting about that but, yeah um, yeah like no I, yeah I definitely agree that I, I wish there was an easier way because it feels like the way you described it the easier way to do it would to be just road trip and hand them like a bunch each so that like, you can just be like yeah I don't need you to distribute them here you just sell them here and then like I'll ring you up you know what I mean yeah yeah like, or, well I think it'd be good if they can like I think it'd be good if they can like got in touch with you, and said like, "Oh, hey, you've sold you know this amount of copies, uh, you know, we'll send you the money over." That would be great, I think. You know, I swear I that, it like, should be. I'm, su- I'm surprised it's not. <clears throat> it could be automated. Like I've, I feel like you could totally automate that. That. Well, I think service, the problem is that code, they'd have to know? make they have to give each of the small press things barcodes, and a lot of them don't. So maybe that would be a good idea if, like, they were like, you know, if that was like, um, you know, if you want to put yourself in the small press section, you have to have a barcode for it. And mm. like, it's not that hard to get a barcode on something. You can kind of print yeah. them out, and uh, then they can kind of like scan them into the system, and then they'll have them on there. I mean, we almost did that with our comics when we were in university. Oh, yes. Yeah, we got so close to doing that, and now mm. I, and then obviously then COVID nineteen happened, and we have absolutely no idea what's going on with any of our comics that we we've got in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, there's a lot of things to consider. I think that, yeah. and I, I understand that. Like, I think for traveling man, like, you know, like, uh, I, I think that, you know, it, again, again, it's a great idea on paper. I just wish it was, it, it, I wish there was a better method for it, you know. And I think that would be that would be cool. I think, you know, because yeah. it's again, it's the only way that if you're if you're a small press uh, creator you know in the uk at the moment you the only way you're getting comics out there is through the small press section of traveling man uh and then also and then uh, and then at comic cons and stuff like that mm. uh or if you just like you know like if you know um, you know if you if you know local distrib- distributors you can distribute through that but again these are very limited uh avenues you know of, yeah. of comics distribution mm. um and uh, you know again, again and, and i think that's that's why we're sort of like talking about like you know with COVID nineteen and everything, I think that every creator should be making sure that their stuff is as available online as it is physically. You mm. know, 
because I think that like if you if you're just doing physical comics, you're gonna you'd be losing out on your ability to distribute not only to a much wider market, uh, but also you kind of you you you. No offense, but you kind of live in the past, man. <laughs> I mean, it always gets picked up by pirates anyway so quickly. Oh yeah. Like, mm. You're by trying. I feel like when you put such a high price margin on it and it's so easy to go and like pirate online you're basically just kneecapping yourself and yeah. most of the consumer because most people would want to pay mm. but just not the ridiculous amount because it is digital so in the mind of the consumer it's always going to be like well it's not the same product if not less of a product since it's mostly digital yeah um, if my only two options are to pay quite a bit of money which i don't think is kind of worth it and free what they're going to choose you know mm -hmm. um and i know a lot of people would just be like ah oh, i'd like it anyway and i think definitely like some kind of subscription version should be available i'm surprised marvel or dc well i think i guess dc might move in that direction where they just have it like a oh yeah pay whatever this month and you get the entire digital library to view and read at your pleasure isn't that what marvel and maybe... was sort of or was well, it? the problem, no, Marvel Unlimited is you get comics from like, I think it's like over ten years ago. <laughs> so like you that get sucks. like you pay that a subscription sucks. service for like all that comics that like, you know, it's and and that's really crap. I think you know. What I mean, like, you get, like, I remember when they did that. Uh, if you buy the physical version, you get the digital version. Oh yeah. Um, Plus an extra hmm. one. Yeah. Like, uh... Doesn't wait. I thought audible. No, it's not audible. Comicsology is that though. Isn't that a well? Comicsology, com no, nah, comicsology is you gotta pay. That's the thing about comicsology is that you gotta pay full price. Uh, as if yeah. you're buying it physically. So no, so it's like, the same issue as before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm buying a digital, you know, PDF basically mm -hmm. of a comic, and yeah, I've still got to pay three pound fifty for it. You know, and yeah. just like, and that, that's just like not fair as well because you know with with a physical copy like um you've got that you've got to do like you've got to pay for the the paper the ink. Uh, the distribution uh, and the labour that was put into it. Don't forget. Mm -hmm. Well, the that, well, that's the stuff. thing. The labour is put into it um, for the digital as well. That artwork, and you kind of put the same amount of labour. And once you've made the digital files, you've got those pages. That's the labour side of it, um, and that's that's the price there. But that you've got to increase that price when you account for, you know, the creation of a physical copy and distributing that. That adds quite a bit more to the price. So, selling a digital copy of the comic for the same price as physical is, is, is just silly because it's not, you know, it's charging for labor that wasn't there when you're yeah, getting the Yeah, it's quite literally version. not the same product, you know? Like yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I, I think that's the thing with, like, with music, you know, they realize that, because remember, remember, like, Napster, there was that whole thing with Napster where, like, there was a, mm. there was a huge kind of, like, yeah. uh, you know, people, like, Napster were being sued for, like, distributing music online, but, like, the thing is, the thing, the thing what, what the music industry realized was that this is like it's unsustainable. Well, to... actually, it was iTunes and Apple that oh, realized it, I... it. It was them that did it first. They well, realized that but, digital was like the way to go, so then they made iTunes as a way. That, yeah, to that's right. Around. But I mean, but I mean, like with Spotify, you know, that came later. Like, I don't, I don't later. Get, I'm later, but what I'm saying is that like they realized that there is, there, you know, people are. It's an, it's an unsustainable market because people are going to be pirating this stuff anyway. Yeah. So if they just make it more convenient, you know, you pay, you know, you pay like you know ten pound a month or five pound a month uh, for you know for for Spotify or for Apple Music or whatever, and you get like that, and you get every song every ever made, you know. Apple, Spotify. 
it's a great it's a great service. I love it, too. it is, and, it and is like, definitely the best ten pound I spend every month. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, that worth and the, the crack I smoke. But like, <laughs> Spotify definitely well, lasts longer. Crack. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say what's good about about Comicsology though is that they do when they do the sales, those are good. Like I recently picked up, oh, yeah. um, I picked up uh, Dark Knight Returns because I realized I don't actually have a physical copy of it. Uh, I just wanted, to, well, I wanted like a digital one, mm-hmm. uh, and I also picked up like all of Donny Cates's, um, uh, all Donny Cates's Thanos run, and that only cost me about seven pounds, and that's really good. It's not bad at all, like, yeah. I think that's a really it's good really price, good. you know. Yeah, so like I think that when they do do the sales, those are definitely worth checking out. But when it's like you know, but like. Yeah, but when it's like I want to buy like a comic that just came out and it's like three pound fifty, it's like, oh god, that's a real pain in the ass because it's just a physical, it's, it's a digital thing, you know. Mm. And I think that like, yeah. again, I, I don't know, like I, I, again, I feel like there's just there's just a lot of things to consider that I feel like the industry isn't considering, you know, or they're too kind of like sheepish to actually Not consider. Like yeah. all Speaking way, of yeah. which, mm-hmm. I, I. I just want to like shout out what was it our local shop that we had back in uh, at uni. Um, what was the name of the store? Forbidden Planet. They're not really a little. Yoga. No, not that one. <laughs> the guys we sold our, we almost got our comic sold at. Oh, the are we talking about the the independent store, the Geek Retreat? Yeah, Geek Retreat in Middle. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, right? That, that's a. Funny they story. had a great, right, great little section idea, and I've never seen it anywhere else. Where they like, um, they resold comics like. It was like secondhand comics mm. in like the store shelf. I bought a bunch because they were like really cheap, like full graphic novels, and they would also take in your comics that or some of your old comics if they were in good enough condition and give you a little bit of money for mm. it. And I was like, that is genius. Yeah, it was like uh, like CEX or like old secondhand video yeah, games exactly. just for comics, which is yeah, really great idea. And I was you know, like, that is great. That's how that's how all the comics that's how comic stores started as a thing. Mm. Yeah, is that apparently I, I I heard about this ages ago was that it was like kids selling each other their old comics that they didn't want to read anymore, and apparently like a lot of them were just like shit. This is a great business. I have and I have so many comics. I might as well just open up a store and start doing this. And that's how comic stores started as a thing. Because before that, you can only get store, you can only get comics at like newsstands or in like um in in, in, in on spinner racks, you know. Uh, mm. so, so so yeah, so that was that was definitely like um. Yeah, and, and, and that's how just go back to the grassroots yeah. essentially. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, like I, I think that was like I was so looking forward to getting because we we bought because before we did comics, we did we ran the comics society at our university, um, and we would make our own comics for them. And we were about to set up just when COVID nineteen started or just hit. We were about to start distributing, yeah, to the Geek Retreat that was just across the street from our uni, and then also in the student union. And we bought a spinner rack for the student union to use. And I was so hyped up to see like all our comments in the spinner rack. It was going to be so cool. Mm. And like I thought that was such an interesting. I, I, I was so intrigued. I was so looking forward to seeing like how that was going to like. Yeah. Definitely. What that was going to be like, you know, wh- who was actually what people can actually like, what people can like, you know, like pick them up and look through them and kind of like what would the, what would the who would be picking them up and reading them? Like that just thing. just sat over by the sandwich aisle, just watching the spinner <laughs> exactly. rack. Like, Are they gonna yeah. go touch it? Just yeah. swaying with like nachos. <laughs> yeah. But I was just looking forward to it, and then obviously this all happened. But like, I think that's mm. definitely something that like, you know, again, if you're listening to this and you're a small comics creator, like. 
what are you trying to do at the moment to try and get your comics out there? You know, what what, sure. what have you, you know, done? You anywhere know? and everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd, I'd be very, I'd, give. I'd be very intrigued to kind of to hear if, if anyone. The, the most effective way that I've found to to get comics in people's hands is to uh, around three in the morning wear a mask and run up to drunk people and <laughs> shove comics into their hands and run away. I found that's actually uh-huh. quite an effective way to get people to to look at them. Usually yeah. running and screaming, I am a threat, I am a threat, usually helps quite a lot. I've only been stabbed 12 times so far, so like, Oh my god. You know, how many times have you done this? Once. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty successful then, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, 100% success rate. Exactly. Okay, yeah, actually, we were all saying that we should move to like digital and like, you know, try and sell more bookstores, but I feel like that's the real future of comics <laughs> marketing. Running up to people, and you know, they, they don't have time to quite process what's happened, so they don't know they need to pay, but you know they do, so you take that wallet and like take your money, <laughs> so that yeah. like, yeah, you take what they owe you, basically, and like, sometimes they tip with their credit card, and you just kind of keep that too, so they get a full comic out of it, so really, they yeah. win. You, you've got to spend that kind of quick before they get it cancelled, but yeah, if they're exactly. drunk, it usually takes them a lot longer. Exactly, yeah, you got a lot of time. Hmm. That's called the nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> the, the nightmare approach. I just imagine like at Marvel, where it's like, here's our distribution routes. And it's like, what's the nightmare approach? Like, it's like one percent of sales comes from that. It's like, <laughs> it's like one percent of sales, but like ninety percent of the profit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a grand for like a hundred comics. Like, why are you selling comics at a hundred quid? Like, <laughs> Sustainable. Oh. They're very sustainable. Yeah. I, I, I did. Uh, yeah. If you if you're not considering that right now, listen <laughs> to that. If you're a comic producer, get on that, bro. There, get on that grind. Get there was there. there was something I actually did want to mention about the whole um, COVID situation with with comics. Mm. How uh, with DC distributing them separately from from Diamond, uh, it means they're coming out on a Thursday, right? The comics. That's right. Will be releasing yeah. in stores on a Thursday now. Mm-hmm. Like the sure, every, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows, and if you don't, just in case, that comics come out usually on a Wednesday. Like uh, you pop in your shop, and like they all come out on the same day. However, and that's when we put them out as well. Yeah, that's that's also when we put them out on, on Tapas and Webtoon. Check them out uh, every 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 week. But uh, anyway, uh, Marvel saw. I guess some very smart fellow at Marvel saw. Like, wait, they're releasing on a Thursday and not a Wednesday? How do we capitalize on this? And they thought, well, we got this team of really clever artists, you know, that are already in raring to go. Uh, what should we use them for? And it's like, no, but we like my my cousin is really good at Photoshop. Like, what if we what if we put text and a logo with a slight shadow behind it, and it says releasing every Wednesday? With slightly with really different pastel colours as a background, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they went, <laughs> well, you know, I can't see any better alternative to, to show that comics are releasing on a Wednesday. So mm-hmm. if you if you look this up, if you look up like you know like releasing on Wednesday Marvel covers or something like that or variants, y- you will see the the most laughable covers I think I've ever seen for a comic, maybe ever. It, yeah, it, uh, like the only the only way that it qualifies as a cover is that it is. Like it is a, an actual cover. The, yeah, it is concealing. The <laughs> yeah, it holds a, a comic inside it. It is. The, the thing is, is, these are going to sell. Gonna, the reselling of these online is going to be crazy because, like, people are going to be like, "I need how this because of how much of a meme it's become." Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, exactly. But well, that's the business plan the entire time. Kanye <laughs> West did it. Yeah, the entire thing. That that is. It's just like Marvel. Like I don't know what they were thinking with that because it's like, is it this like edgy and cool? You know what I mean? Is this like how like we're owning owning the libs with our <laughs> releasing on Wednesdays? Releasing on Wednesdays. Whereas DC's like, okay, well they're like releasing all like comics <laughs> digitally and like really yeah. actually doing cool stuff. Marvel's like throwing these like playground insults while it's still trapped under the boot of Diamond Distribution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That, and it's like, you know, I can't hear you, Ultraman is gonna protect me. <laughs> like, uh, like, 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 I don't even listen, you know, the alien and predator are here. Oh, we got Warhammer, like, we mean them, like, no one's reading them. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is so laughable that they're doing that, but, you know what, what can you do? I think it'll, yeah. it'll come back to bite them in, in like a year or so, though. I think that we'll see that, like, well, good. Yeah, I mean the, the the thing is that like a lot of people can like, are, are are mentioning about how in the nineties Marvel bought out a distribution method. It was called like Top Tier Comics or something like that. And they were publishing they were a toy they were like a toy distribution uh, company, but Marvel bought them out to start um, to start distributing their comics. I think and I think within about like a year or so Marvel went like slinking back to Diamond because it wasn't working out for whatever reason. Right. And people were saying like, "Oh, this exact same thing's gonna happen with DC," but it's like you're reading that the DC just have like no memory or like are like just aren't aware of these kind of things. You know what I mean? And the fact mm. that like the DC have partnered up with a bunch of different distributors rather than just one is also a good indicator that they have a bit more of an idea of what they're doing. And mm. and 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 yeah, again, the thing is like you know, it, it, I, I feel like you know the the, the because the comics industry is such like a sheepish like kind of industry they're so afraid of change i feel like you know it's like comics coming out on a thursday what the hell what are we gonna do on wednesday and it's like oh wait a minute people probably just gonna pick up the comics on thursday now yeah right just waiting prices averted you know it's just like i think i think less that they're sheepish and more just like there's a lack of just innovation or innovative uh, passion or anybody yeah. wanting to just like push not because like a lot of people want to push I don't even think that a lot of people there's a lot of people that are even like interested in pushing the actual medium forward like you don't have like a like with film you know there's an art house scene for film but like the art house scene for comics does exist but it's incredibly tiny yeah. and the actual within that is like people that like are really interested in like really pushing the boundaries of like the comic book format and even smaller than that is people who want to push the industry structure forward a bit you know because well, that that all yeah. relates into each other i mean there's there's comics that are releasing comic stores and then there's comics that are released you know the kind of the pushing of the medium forward kind of comics you know they kind of like the uh, the highbrow comics you know what i mean that are read by like mm. guardian readers and stuff <laughs> like don't get me wrong. I like a lot of the comics. Like those, are some, some of the I, I love like Michael DeForge and like Dash Shaw and stuff like that. Those guys do great comics. And um, but like, uh, you know, those comics are sold in bookstores though. Those that's where those are sold, yeah. and they do really well there. You know, uh, like you know Tilly Walden. Are we all familiar with her? We heard of her. Can't say I am. Uh, no. do, what works has she done? She does like a comic called like Spirits, uh, Spinning and like On a Sunbeam and stuff, on a sunbeam and stuff like that. They're really like, they're kind of like tightened up by kind of like the kind of indie kind of comics market. And she's about our age and she's produced like, I think like she's on her fourth, like full size, like over 200 page like graphic novel. She does like a whole graphic novel every year basically. And, um, uh, you know, and, and, and these comics are, they do really well for like, you know, these kind of like, 
for, for these smaller kind of like distribution markets and stuff mm. and it's not like you know it's 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 more in comparison to i guess that you know batman and superman and stuff like that but they're you know these comics are definitely doing well and they're often really overlooked when it comes to these kind of discussions and stuff and if yeah absolutely. Something that i would like to see uh you know like uh like super mutant magic academy that's oh, a comic, yeah. you know. That's I love a, that. A great, you know, comic, but it's not. Mm. You can't get that in a comic store, you know, unless it was like in the, unless it was like a traveling man in, in the kind of, you know, in in the kind of like prestige graphic novel section. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's the thing is that we're not kind of considering that like actually actually quite a large part of the kind of comics um of the comic industry is uh is these kind of like independent comics that aren't really that that well they well they're independent but they kind of come out from like kind of like smaller publishers publishers that kind of also do. Uh, books, or they can like you know they 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 focus on kind of like um, you know uh, prestige graphic novels, like Fantagraphics, for example. Um, you know they do a lot of kind of like uh, like autobiographical comics. You know those are kind of really big at the moment of like people kind of like telling their life story in in the comics medium, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you know again they're not for everybody, but they're for like a certain a certain readership, and they you know they they do well and stuff like that. Mm. And, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, I just think it's something that we do with that. Like, uh, like I wish I knew more about their business model and how they work and stuff like that. Yeah. Because um, we've we've tried. We're trying to innovate at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know when it comes to approach our comics, we definitely made. Uh, we definitely took the pirating situation very seriously and tried to address that with our with our website being a pay what you want system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, we just felt like a pay what you want, a pay what you want system um, going into it uh, just kind of addresses that because I feel like people, one, they'd be more inclined to just visit our website, which we can also generate revenue through AdSense, mm-hmm. and um, it encourages like it allows everyone to come in and people can just pop in a little bit of money if they feel like supporting the project mm-hmm. and a lot of people i know a big criticism of that would be like well how you can't guarantee revenue from that essentially because you can't say oh like x amount of people would come in and spend this much but i feel like we we covered that with our package deals essentially wasn't it because mm. We this is all theoretical to... though. We don't have we yeah. don't have anything on the store just yet. We'll, you know, we'll, these are all mm. you know. This is what we're hoping to happen. But um, yeah, but yeah, so but that's like but, the plan. That's but you're how... right. You're saying that like you know you can't you know a, a criticism or a worry could potentially be, oh how are you gonna um, yeah how are you gonna generate revenue or how are you gonna generate expected revenue from you know from from a pay what you want system. But how are you gonna generate re- revenue from like you know if you put your comic on there for like three pound fifty or whatever. Like mm. you, you can't. That's not. That's not guaranteed revenue either. You know. Yeah. No, if anything, uh, if anything, like the other one seems to be more likely to make less money. Uh, if you're putting like a big paywall there that is, it's not malleable. Uh, you're gonna get pirated. Like that's just on the internet. People just steal stuff and put it up there for free, and that's I mean, just the internet. Most yeah. people don't even think it's stealing. Like if you go mm. on Comicsology, it yeah, looks exactly. pretty legit. Like not Comicsology, sorry. Uh, Read comic like online. whatever. Yeah, that I would like know comic online or comic <laughs> mm-hmm. comic dot online or comics online free dot <laughs> yeah. like coom or something. If your if your readers if your viewers enjoy your work, they're going to want to support you. So when you're putting a system that is just pay what you want, be it like as little as a few pence, it's it's more than you know just having your stuff pirated. Yeah, yeah, because people I mean, would say the same thing about YouTube, but YouTubers have managed to make money because they've managed to open up separate 
uh, revenue avenues yeah. alongside mm. but Patreon the content. Huge. It, it just yeah, shows Patreon. that there are yeah there are people that if people enjoy your content they will pay for it. Yeah, and you can give them extras and stuff. I know, like that was a business model that we discussed. Was like, we'll give a pay what you want system, but we'll also have something that is a product that is a set amount of money that is uh, got a bunch of other bells and whistles and a bit more, maybe personalized letters or like badges and stuff like that. And we'll send that across as well. Personalized merchandise, uh, extra like behind the scenes, uh, extended cuts of the podcast, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like there are always ways extra ways i think getting the customer in and in easily and then keeping them there is the key to having like a successful business model and if you're putting up a high wall then you're not getting as many people not as many eyeballs on anything that you're doing and especially for us since we're very independent we're very very much acutely aware of getting as many people just involved let alone paying you know i mean friend of the show zoe thurgood uh, she has her uh, comic online, uh, and it's only like ten pages long. But she was saying that like she had people paying ten pounds for it, and she was saying that she would never charge ten pounds for a ten-page comic. But because it's for, for a pay-what-you-want fee, uh, people were you know happy to pay a bit extra because yeah, they kind sure. of respect mm. you know because because they respect the artists and they want to kind of contribute to them and stuff like that. I think it's you know, the same reason. Sort of... Same reason that uh, free-to-play games do so well. Like, uh, mm. just for that exact thing where it's like, well, it's free, you know, I can always play it. Like, I've spent more money on, on free games than I have in any game that I've paid, like, like full price for. Like, mm-hmm. that is, that's, just, that's the trick, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's I think people just, it's just more in, in enticing to people, and it's like, oh, this is free, like, cool. And it's like, oh, but you can get these extras for, like, a tiny bit of money, it's like, one, I'll, I'll take a couple. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, if someone likes your work, like, like Theo said, then they will pay for it. And, like... Because we, we're planning to do this uh, at yeah, cons, of course, like with the the pay what you want, but not just online, mm. when when we can. Mm. Uh, and I think that I, I I'm genuinely looking forward to people hopefully coming up and they're like, how much is it? And we're like, what like pay what you want. I think that like mm-hmm. that's just a nice surprise, you know what I mean? Where it's just like because mm. if someone wants to is already asking like what the price is and they're already considering it, then mm. if it's like pay what you want. Then it's like I, I know like, what do you be, think like, it's oh, worth? Yeah, like. Like I think that like yeah it's like it's just nice. I think that it's a it's a cool kind of mm. feeling because I definitely enjoy that if like a creator said that or like was offering that ki- type of service. Yeah. Obviously yeah. Our, our goal I think right it's now, a pay a pay what you want, but you're limited to one of each. Yeah, I think, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not you pay, pay what you, you yeah, get everything. Like, you know. yeah. <laughs> I'll have everything. Yeah. yeah, I'll take your entire stock. Yeah, for like one penny. No, because <laughs> like people people aren't that mean. I think they'll like mm. you know. Especially I don't think they can carry the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, you can't carry it. Watch this completely backfire in our faces so hard. Yeah, it's when, it's when we go there and there's just like some big slob who's like, yo, I've like called it for like, you know. It's like, well, we said pay what we want. He, he, he broke the system. <laughs> We're just like smiling and crying at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, but we. So we just yeah. want people, we just want to get them out of there right now. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, tell your mum. What's she doing right now? Is she reading <laughs> comics? Is she reading our comics? Mm-hmm. If not, I think you know. walking with dogs. I, mean, uh, I didn't mean I didn't mean your mum. I meant like the oh, reader's mum. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. If she's Sorry. if she has some time in the moment, could you just say like, hey, can you check out these comics? They're really cool, you know. And I'm sure she'd be like, you know, more than happy to, you know. Is it like those defangled mm. Spider-Mens you're talking about? That's what she'll say. Yes. So, no yes. mum. Way more independent. <laughs> <It's exact>. cool. <laughs> I think yeah. that that's a kind of. Um, I mean, if, like, it's almost a segue into the next topic we were going to talk about. Um, but like rights with the industry, I feel like uh, I've had to explain to my mum a couple times when I'm like reading a comic, and she's like, "Oh, 
are, are you reading, son? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's this thing about this. And she's like, but that's not superheroes. I thought comics yeah. were only superheroes. Like, no, mom. Because they are just another form of media, like any kind of books, movies, games. They, you know, it's not just superheroes. It can be any kind of genre, which anyone that can also you know, be superheroes that say swears. Exactly. <laughs> like, the best so kind. Much... <laughs> yeah. no, but you're, you're but I think right. there's, uh, there's definitely like uh, people who aren't into comics, um, who, you know, people who aren't into comics, um, they might actually really enjoy comics. They just don't even give it a second glance because they just assume it's all superheroes. And they're like, well, I don't like superheroes. I like romance. I like uh, sci-fi or whatever. And they're like, well, actually, like this is here. But I think there's such a big uh, audience out there that is just that would enjoy comics and that would want to read all of these different stories. But because it's got this kind of this facade of just, oh yeah, it's all superheroes, then people just ignore it. Hmm. Like in Japan, it's not really considered that way at all, is it? Yeah, it's like a, way it's more. Like, you know, I mean, they don't even have superheroes. Like, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's mostly a slice of life, isn't it? They have, they have like, well, they obviously have superheroes, but they're very different. Like, mm. uh, like these ones have like big hair and all. <laughs> it's crazy. But like, shonen is like their superhero market. Mm. You know, it's like yeah. action. It's like aimed at like a young male audience. You know, and it's that kind of thing. But obviously, but the, but the, but you know, girls' manga as well is huge. You know, yeah, man. Sure there's, 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 um, well. there's magazines at every, for every age group. It's honestly really cool. Like, um, yeah, like it, like doing obviously research for Coco Comics and seeing like you know, there's the there's the Shonen Jump type of stuff where it's like yeah, the usually fighting kind of battle stuff. And then like you know, there's there's the same age group but for girls. And then there's like a bit of like you know, boys around like 18 to like 25. Uh, girls like around that age, and there's like man comics. There's like, yes! there's like comics for men. Like that's a real thing where it's like Finally. it's supposed to represent. I think I remember the quote was like the fiery spirit of mankind or something like that. Which is like, <laughs> damn, holy shit! Yeah. I want to read this. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I get me man some man comics. Yeah. <laughs> man. Just imagining like the Rock and Keanu Reeves like reading these comics. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? <laughs> yes, yes, I do read man. Comics. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the Giga Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh of course like the the overall like message of it is that like you know comics are obviously way more accepted over there and that like in in especially like at least in my experience that like the older generations just yeah they don't they don't really understand that like comics have a lot of different genres and uh, a lot of accessibility like obviously like lots of different types of comics it's usually just superhero which is mm. I think the, the the industry doesn't help you know I mean with like how it presents itself. It's like, you know, the, yeah, the, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, the, how it presents itself. The two biggest companies, like, was it like a ridiculous market share? Like, are mm. all superhero comics? Like, which, which, honestly, just makes you think, like, why don't they try different things? Like, why don't mm. they try different? Well, they do, but they're independent. You know, like, there's yeah, independent yeah, yeah. comics that are being produced, and it's like they're aimed at like you know a young teen. You know, uh, again, DC coming in strong with their YA comics you oh, know yeah. like yeah. those are doing really well as well and like you know the rest of the industry is like you know sleeping cool alright alright so I think it's about time we start wrapping this up uh, yeah, in conclusion we... what? Uh, sorry <laughs> in conclusion comics in conclusion cool comics cool distribution could distribution be better distribution could be better uh, and 
I'm gonna fix the whole problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> James, just, just blame James just for anything Brady. that goes wrong in the mm -hmm. comics. Oh no, I remember. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm. I love learning about the business side of comics. So if like, because and, and I've seen a lot of people kind of like disagree with like some of the stuff that I've been saying in this episode online. Uh, but I mean, but I've read the kind of like the, kind of like the criticism and stuff like that. Of like the whole DC uh, parting with Diamond thing, so if you have opinions on it, make sure you kind of comment below on what you think. Because I'm always interested to, he to hear other oh. um, kind of uh, perspectives on this, and I love kind of like finding out new stuff. And it's like, oh, I didn't know about because I didn't, I didn't know about the whole Marvel thing that happened in the '90s when they tried to uh, split from Diamond as well. Mm -hmm. So mm. yeah, definitely make sure that like you know if you have any kind of like, opinions on that kind of thing. Put him, comment them, say, say, you know, say like, ah, this guy, this James, this James guy is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's, he's got it all yeah. wrong. So yeah, that's, no, that's I think my, yeah, that's a bit, a little bit of like healthy debate, and you know, like throwing in alternate views is is really, it's definitely very healthy. Like, um, <laughs> it, having your viewpoints challenged and hearing other opinions is definitely always great if you want to like, you know, educate yourself and learn more about it. Because it's, it's never healthy ideas. to be stuck in a think bubble. Absolutely, definitely agree. You're allowed. You're allowed to disagree with people. Just yeah. do it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the marketplace of ideas, boys. You've all been inducted. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like Brady with like a giant spanner, and he's like gonna fix. <laughs> gonna fix it. <laughs> James, could you could you please get me that like five pound sixty that I'm owed from traveling man? Please, could you yeah. fix that? <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do the nightmare method. James will fix it. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no, don't. No. <laughs> uh, bad GG. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. There we go. Alright. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, what are we talking about next week, Mr. Mister Whitmore? What's on the docket? Next week. Next week. Ah. Well, if I look here, it's <laughs> comic books that you've probably never heard of. Uh, and indie comics as well. And we'll also talk about uh, COVID-19 and how it's affected us personally. Uh, our as, personal I mean, comics. As, not, as comic not like creators, our lifestyle. Just, yeah, just, just like from a comic creator's perspective. Yeah. yeah. Sad like, enough, oh, man. I, I eat funny food now. <laughs> <laughs> I got fatter. That's what happened. I, I haven't felt human touch in months. <laughs> I haven't felt the touch of a woman in ages. Not doing COVID, I'm just disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will spare you those details.